Welcome to Help and Hope, a podcast of CCEF. Welcome to Help and Hope. My name is Winston Smith. I'm your host. I am a faculty member and counselor here at the CCF. And I'm joined today by Miriam Herzog, who is a CCF student and also works here with us at CCF, and Tim Lane, who's the president of CCF, faculty member and counselor. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Winston. Good to be here. It's great to have you here with us. Tim, I wanted to ask you today about some of the traveling you've been doing outside of the United States. And one of the reasons I'm interested in that is because as, as I think about you traveling and talking about biblical counseling really worldwide, I thought to some people that might sound kind of strange because sometimes we think about biblical counseling as sort of maybe an American thing, something that maybe we're interested in because of our psychologized society, but maybe people wouldn't know why other people in other countries would be interested. Can you tell us a little bit about your travels? Yeah, sure. I've I've been um, a number of places, particularly over the past two years, um, been in uh, Canada and Montreal, um, was in the DR about a year ago, Dominican Republic, and then just recently was in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, uh, was in Munich, then in uh, southern France. And um, CCF has been other places, uh, not just me, but other speakers. We've uh, had a, a long standing presence in India and Korea, and now we're developing relationships in South America. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, the question really raises another question, and that is, what do you mean by counseling? Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, for most of our listeners, they hear the word counseling and they maybe uh, substitute the word counseling for therapy. And uh, they think about, you know, modern Americans mm-hmm. and everyone, particularly if you're in a, a large metropolitan area, you have a therapist that you're going to. It's a highly uh, professional kind right. of activity. Yeah, someone that uh, you're seeing formally and you're paying to see. And uh, while we would say that's certainly uh, valid, uh, when we use the word counseling from a biblical standpoint, we're really thinking, I think, more broadly or or more simply, um, just thinking about the human condition, Um, the the sufferings and uh, that people experience evil in the world, personal struggles, how do I change, how do I grow, uh, issues of meaning and purpose, uh, what does it look like for me to get along with another person. So when you start using the counseling word in that way, then all of a sudden um, you're, you're in a place where the scriptures are very relevant. So wherever we're traveling, I'm, I'm talking to husbands and wives who are saying, you know, we're having a hard time getting along. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a counseling issue. That's a human interpersonal problem Um, where they're saying we're confused about how to raise our child or we have this particular unique uh, political context we're in and we don't know how to respond. Um, So uh, once those things are put on the table and you define the word counseling in the way that we do, then all of a sudden all this is relevant, whether you're in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, whether you're in... Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, you're in Montreal, whether you're French-speaking, German-speaking, all of these issues are relevant because of the human condition and the need for grace and change and growth and a Redeemer. Yeah. So the sort of the human condition makes counseling a universal need. The types of things people talk about in counseling makes the Scripture relevant in every counseling context. And, uh, and I guess, so 
we can think of ourselves as counselors as well to the extent that we influence each other uh, in those areas. Yeah. And I think also, uh, if that's how we're defining the word counseling, then counseling, counseling has been in existence since the, the first human beings you know, came to be. Before we knew what to call it. That's right, yeah. Um, so, and, and if you look at the, the history of the church, you know, from the first century on, you have just wonderful uh, pastoral guides about uh, how to uh, apply Scripture wisely to people's lives as they struggle in all kinds of areas, as they face uh, uh, human suffering, as they struggle with uh, personal temptation and sin. Uh, then, then what we're doing at CCF is not novel. It's not new. It's it's uh, it's never going to become passe. It's never yeah. going to go away. Yeah. And uh, again, it it just it crosses cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that probably changes is uh, the context and the illustrations. You know, I was in Malaysia and certain illustrations I would use like I made a reference to Dr. Phil well <laughs> nobody in Kuala Lumpur knew who Dr. Phil was so hard to believe I, I just I failed to contextualize with my brothers and sisters in Christ there but uh, you know so you're, you're always thinking about your illustrations and applications oftentimes they're context sensitive but most everything is fairly universal yeah are there ways that traveling in those other cultures kind of sharpens the way we think about counseling, you know, because we can get so sort of snow blind to the ways that we think about doing it. Do you see things, have you seen or heard things that are happening elsewhere that maybe can sharpen us? Yeah, um, probably um, the thing that, one of the things that impresses me is that um, we, we need to be sharpened in our in our definition of counseling and, and see it as, as much more organic. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to see it that way, it's this interpersonal give and take throughout any given day of the week with a brother and sister in Christ in a particular situation, um, then it really becomes something that the church needs to be about because we're called to be in a relationship with one another, encouraging one another. So... Um, when we go in many international contexts where the more formal therapeutic approach to counseling wouldn't be the norm, uh, this interpersonal advice giving and receiving is, and it's happening, and they're resonating with that. Mm. And uh, they're beginning to identify, hey, we're, we're not really thinking clearly, biblically, in a Christ-centered way about these problems, and we need to grow in our ability to do that, but this is... The, the warp and woof of what we're supposed to do in the body of Christ. Like our our American conception, our American culture can shape us to think very individualistically about counseling yeah. itself. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, the uh, the other challenge though that you face um, internationally is you're bumping into cultures that are very different than you know uh, maybe a modern northeastern or American culture where people's lives are out there and uh, you find yourself in, in cultures where shame is more prominent and people live lives underground they don't they don't put their issues out there mm-hmm. uh, right. they live very very contained stoic lives mm-hmm. and uh, and so coming in and and speaking out of scripture and showing them hey this is this is what the Bible is all about when you talk about a passage like Colossians 3 12 through 17 where it talks about how we're to be 
growing in grace and teaching and admonishing one another. Hebrews 3, Hebrews 10, where we're to be encouraging one another because of the deceitfulness of sin. Um, what begins to happen in that culture is they begin to say, oh, we're, we're living lives underground and we need to begin to come out of hiding. And so uh, the weaknesses of, of our culture, which, are, you know, which is to live life out loud, is matched by an equal and opposite error in other cultures mm-hmm. where they tend to, mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they hide rather than yeah. come out. So we all can kind of sharpen each other as we try to mm-hmm. think uh, biblically about, mm-hmm. about our culture and our context yeah. in which we do counseling ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miriam, I, I wanted to, I was especially interested in hearing your thoughts on this. I mean, as someone who grew up overseas, mm-hmm. um, can you tell us how someone, as someone who grew up overseas and but uh, has been in America for a long time, how, how do you see kind of uh, both sides you know, of that? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, my context is I grew up in the south of France for 13 years. I was a child of um, missionaries. And uh, what uh, Tim is saying is very true is that there's a public and there's a private. And uh, really the the church's role, uh, especially because France is still largely under the effects of Roman Catholicism, the church's role is prescriptive and dogmatic. And so the priest would then be the person who would allow you to express some of those things going on inside of you uh, via one-on-one confession. And I think as we've seen uh, Europe especially uh, go away from formal religion to spirituality, really people are yearning and longing for what CCF has to offer. In fact, we just had a pastor come who's from Switzerland who is uh, yearning to have CCF's resources in French for his, uh, for his country and all of really French-speaking countries. And uh, what he says is that, that people are, you know, they love our mini-books too and, and they really want to see this stuff translated. They, they want to see um, our CCF for, uh, resources there um, because of the fact that the church, the church has failed them as far as offering uh, something that really works within their context. So especially because really as we laugh together, there is no word for counseling in French. Hmm. It's either psychology. Uh, Can you say it in French for us? Well, uh, yeah. Well, you would have psychology would be psychology, but there's no word for um, for counseling. Therapy would be more of like a medical word. Therapy. They have what's called cure d'âme, which is very interesting, which means cure of souls. Uh. But there is no word for counseling. So I think that really that's opening the door for mm-hmm. saying we need to have a, a presence in these countries that. Uh, that need this kind of life-on-life yeah. life organic, as you said, yeah. kind of a thing. So, Yeah, I, I was actually in Aix-en-Provence. Mm-hmm. Did I say it well? Very nice. Southern Very France. Nice. My, <laughs> but my daughter was there for a, a semester studying and was able to visit with uh, some of the faculty and students at uh, the seminary there, Jean Calvin, um, um, faculty Jean Calvin, mm-hmm. which is uh, in Aix. And... Um, as I was speaking to the students, you know, you could tell that they had not been given the ability to, to think about how does my Christian worldview interface with modern secular diagnose, diagnoses. And that's something that's very pre- prevalent there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I began to speak and understand uh, and, and explain um, you know, who we are as people, embodied souls, we have history, we're sociologically embedded, we're culturally embedded, all those pieces... Um, and yet, it's it's what we live for and worship and desire, and crave that ultimately is kind of the the main stuff. 
um, they began to put it all together. I had some very interesting conversations one-on-one with a couple of students, and they had either struggled personally with something or they were helping friends. And as I was speaking, they were beginning to get their heads around how Scripture might be particularly relevant in light of these uh, you know, modern secular diagnoses that are that are becoming more and more prevalent, I think, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know if you feel comfortable just talking about this off the top of your head or not, Tim, but where do you see um, CCEF's ministry and mission kind of going internationally? Is there, a, is there any kind of general strategy or plan that we're going for? Right. Translation, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, that, I mean... What's exciting is the new technologies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're we're in countries we never were before because of our online courses, mm-hmm. and it travels electronically, digitally, right. and we you know we don't have to now. What I enjoy doing, if I'm if I'm able, is I enjoy going on site. So being in Kuala Lumpur and working with a Presbyterian church there and an Anglican church and getting to know the pastors and the people and teaching. I connect, and then when I get back, we begin to strategize. How can we use what we have available here uh, at CCF, and how can it travel in such a way that we don't have to continue to travel? When our other faculty, Ed Welch and David Pallison and Paul Tripp, were uh, disseminating this, they were having to travel to India to mm-hmm. communicate it, travel mm-hmm. to Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the, you know, the new technologies, our online courses... Uh, what we're doing on our website, this podcast, for example, can can literally be listened to by anybody in the world who has internet access. Mm-hmm. So we're really thinking about how to to maximize the the, the new technologies, the website, our online courses, mm-hmm. in ways that can travel and impact people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one thing that I'm thinking as I'm sitting here is part of what that means for me as a biblical counselor and as someone who teaches is. I can't afford to just be sort of parochial and local. Even when I even when I'm speaking here or teaching in a classroom, I need to be speaking and teaching in a way that is savvy about cultural distinctions and my own cultural assumptions. I think to maybe I'm just thinking that to live well in the body of Christ these days means to be especially aware of how we need to be cross-cultural in the way that we we think biblically. Right. Yeah. And what's uh What's consistently true is whenever you're, you're entering into Christian communities, no matter where you are in the world, because what we're doing is emerging from Scripture, and they are people who are predisposed to be committed to and treasure the Scriptures, when we begin to, to show a model of you know, practical change, growth and grace, life and community that's emerging out of the scriptures, that's interfacing with all the the modern, you know, labels and issues that they're being faced with, just lights begin to go on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that that's what's exciting. And I, I think we see that in our international students. We have international students take our online courses and some of them will come here and study for four, six months, twelve months, um, because what they're hearing is exactly what they need for their uh, ministry pastoral context. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Well, thanks for coming today. Thank you for joining us. 
For more information about CCEF and its resources, visit us on the web at ccef.org. 